You're listening to Trade Entrepreneur, the show for business owners by business owners. I'm your host, David Sudworth, and welcome to this week's show. Thank you once again for joining me on the Trade Entrepreneur podcast. Going to talk about something this week, which has been something I want to be talk about for a while, and that is the the definition of professionalism and what it actually means. Because there's so many ways that you could view being a professional, and I think there's there's certain bits which in trades and in, probably indeed in most industries we kind of see it as the important part, but we forget a big part of it. So we're going to delve into that this week, but also we're going to then look at what follows on from that. Because the, it's, it's, quite a fasc, it's quite a fascinating thing. Um, when, you, when you start a business you by definition you become a professional because essentially you're doing it to earn a living so therefore it's a professional endeavor rather than um an amateur diy thing but so many people act in an unprofessional way and that's the bit that i really want to really 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 want to focus on this week so in terms of professional we tend to think that in trades, and again, like I say, in a lot of businesses, um, people think, well, I'm a professional because I I do a good job and the customer's happy and this, that, and the other. Yes, that's an important part of it, doing doing the job well, um, doing it safely and leaving the customer happy is very important. And that is professional. But, and this is where a lot of businesses and particularly one-person bands, I have to say, I don't think they get this next bit either at all or even just a little bit. And I think this is the this is what separates real professionals from those who just simply call themselves professionals. It's about the way you conduct yourself, and it's also about the way that you conduct your business. If you are professional, then you are essentially wanting to have set out set out the parameters for your business and the way that you way that you do business some people refer to it as the rules of the game i.e. this is my business these are my rules and i think when you start looking at professionalism you will find that like most things in life you get what you give so if customers don't treat you in, in a professional way, in a way that you want to be treated, then it's probably something that you're doing or you've not sufficiently established the rules of the game right at the beginning. So let me give you a really, really good example. About 18 months ago, we went VAT registered. So for every sale that we make, we have to charge an additional 20% of value-added tax. In that time, we probably had maybe 20-odd customers who have said to us, how much for cash? In other words, 
will you just do it for cash and you can stick it in your pocket and therefore they don't have to pay the VAT and therefore we don't have to pay the government the VAT. Now, my answer is always just no. And this isn't me being prim and proper or anything like that. Well, it is because it's obviously illegal um, if you're VAT registered not to charge uh, VAT in those circumstances. But what I'm getting at is if you say, yeah, all right, what damage are you doing to your business, your professionalism? Because in one fell swoop, you've told the customer that you're quite happy to commit VAT fraud. You're quite happy to break the law. So, I mean, I it's such a bizarre thing that even though we've had it a, few, a good few times, it still takes me by surprise because I just don't, I mean, I don't go into the whys and wherefores like it's illegal, except if everyone did this, there'd be no tax raise, we can't pay for schools and hospitals and all that thing. I just say, no, the price is the same, whether it's cash or card, you get a receipt, we record the VAT and we send off the relevant amount of monies from each sale to the government. And the reason we do it, well, First of all, I like to sleep easy at night. Is if you if you decide that you're going to bend the rules or even break the rules, then that sends out a terrible message to your customer, even if they the customer doesn't realise it themselves. Because if I was a customer and I knew that a business was prepared to do that, I'm thinking, what else would they be prepared to do that I don't know about? So. I, I we just we just don't do it now. There are so many trades where that actually does happen, and I'm sure it happens in chimney sweeping. It probably happens in construction, but it it to me it kind of it it, it still takes me back. It still t- takes me back quite a bit, and I'm thinking. I don't like the situation, so I just say, I'm sorry. No, it's the price is the same regardless, and we will record the VAT and it gets sent to the government. That's the end of it. And to be honest, most customers are okay with that. Um, some will say, okay, well, thanks anyway, goodbye, which is fine, actually, because the rules of the game, the rules of our game are that we charge VAT. End of story. If we didn't do that, we would be we'd be causing a lot of problems, obviously from a legal perspective, but also we'd be lowering our standards in directly in front of a customer. That is not a professional way to go about things. So we just don't do it. Another example whereby you have to remain professional is I have this thing that if someone wants to book an appointment, they have to contact the office. If if a customer walks up to us in the street while we're on another job, I'll just say, here's a business card or take a picture of the van, just ring the office and they'll book you in. And I've had customers, um, potential customers turn around and say, oh, well, will you do it now? Or will you just have a quick look? And the answer is, I'm sorry, I've got other appointments to do. If you call the, if you call the number, um, then 
we couldn't you can arrange a slot over time when we first started i had various social media channels such as twitter uh and facebook facebook messenger particularly where people would just literally just copy and paste how much for, how much for a sweep how much for a sweep how much for a sweep you'd know they'd done it with loads of people and it was you don't you'd end up going into this back and forth and what would happen the same that happened with people who contact you who, who accost you in the street very few of them booked actually when you when we when i looked a few days later at whether someone had booked in they hadn't done and i've been to the same street back to the same customer I was originally uh, 12 months on and thinking oh well the, the, that neighbor didn't book you know cuz we can we can look in our system so we the rules of our game is that you, that you that you ring up to schedule an appointment. If you're a regular customer and you're there and we're there at the time and you want to schedule a, um, a, um, a booking for next year, um, I'll contact the office and the the office will contact the customer and arrange a suitable date. So th- that's that that's the way we do it. But again, it's about um, it's it's about a level of a level of professionalism. Now, some people could turn around and say, "Well, that just sounds quite pompous and a bit arrogant and a little bit, you know, stuck up." But the one thing I found is that the 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 bigger the business grows, the more the more on it you have to be with these kind of policies. Because if you have policies which are literally here, there, and everywhere, no one knows where they stand. So we have policies and procedures for a reason. And our procedure is number one: we charge VAT, no exceptions. And number two, we do, um, we only take bookings via um, our website or online. I actually got rid of our our Facebook Messenger um, channel and any other social media channels has an automatic thank you for contacting us. Um, if you want to make a booking, do so online or here's the number to ring. Um, so because there's so many ways for people to be able to get in touch um, that we've had to just funnel it down to basically online or 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 call up because it not only becomes unmanageable you you don't necessarily uh, there's more scope for for breaking procedure and breaking policy and one thing i'm really really hot on is making sure that we have policies now don't, don't get me wrong sometimes policies will change if there's a if there's a uh, a, a group of examples which show that actually this this needs tweaking then fine we'll do it provided obviously with it's within the constraints of the law but it has to benefit the business has to make it has to make uh, obviously financial sense but it also has to make um procedural sense it has to make things easier and and quicker for people to deal with now a lot of trades they will you know knock the money off for the for the vat or they'll take you know they'll they'll do it for cash for cheaper or they'll they'll you know they'll say yeah i'll i'll come and i'll come and do that now or yeah i'll just have a have a have a quick look at this and for you and that that's it's so easy to do but you've got to be strict with yourself you really have got to say to yourself if this was a big business, if this was a like a a massive business, could I 
could I do it this easily? And if you couldn't, there's usually a reason for it. So we've adopted the kind of procedures and models of businesses which are bigger than ours because one day we hope to be a, a bigger business. So it's a case of for us starting as you as you mean to you mean to go on. So, like I say, it's the, the the professional element that trades usually talk about. They usually talk about, um, you know, doing a proper job and and all that all that stuff. The, the actual nuts and bolts of doing the work that to the customer is actually a very very small part. One of the biggest things about being a professional is actually turning up on time, um, which we are very hot on um, at Mr. Such Chimney Sweep. Um, and we are, we, we set our stall out with, with customers. These are the time slots that you can book in. You'll get a text reminder. You'll get an email reminder. You'll get an, a, a text when we're on our way, um, subject to area coverage, depending on which area we're in. Um, so, we set our stall out as that kind of business. And and the one thing that particular, I mean, particularly in the last few months, because we're seeing more and more customers because it's obviously that time of year for chimney sweeping, the amount of customers who say, that's so impressive. That's, so, you know, your system is so great. I'm, it's, it's nice to hear that. Um, you know, purely from a purely from an ego point of view, it's like, wow, great. But actually it's nice to hear because it's showing that, customers actually value that so it's nothing to do with this with the actual act of sweeping the chimney or any of that stuff they're actually impressed before you even get to the door because you've put systems and procedures in place which make it easy for them and easy for yourself in terms of how to run and administrate your own business so yes it, it may sound a bit stuck up it might sound a bit arrogant um and there will be some customers who just think oh i'm not bothering with them then but, but that's but that's fine because like we said in the previous podcast when i interviewed uh, brianna from digital flamingo not everyone is your customer we want customers who will um appreciate and value a a wholly professional service from the time of booking right to the end of the appointment and any aftercare that's that's needed um from, from there on in um some customers are not interested in that they just want the chimney swept and that's it they, 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 they couldn't care less about text reminders emails on our way texts or, or you know that's something which d- doesn't really uh, register with them and that's fine because everyone everyone's different but um, the type of customer we, we we seem to get is the one who that that appreciates that that level of service, and that's what I'm talking about. If you if you want to be a, a professional business, a particularly professional trade business, then being a professional doesn't mean wearing a suit or or, or clean clothes and having a shiny waxed van um, and having all the latest equipment. That's part of it, yeah, sure, but it's not the be-all and end-all. And in fact, most customers don't really care about that bit. They care about every little bit, but it has to be, it's like it's a bit like a jigsaw. Um, 
you're only giving part, probably a quarter of the full picture. You need every piece in place to create the whole picture of professionalism. So when it comes to professionalism, just, just think about what you do as a business. And yes, it is very easy to get hung up on the, I'm a professional and I do the job in a professional way and I do this, that and the other. Yeah, great, as as you should. But the customer's looking for so much more in terms of all-around professionalism. We get it all the time where we're told about other trades where, you know, we had we had a, a I don't know, a, a, a joiner come out and uh, we, we, he did one day and we couldn't get hold of him for the next seven days. And then we, then we finally got hold of him and his, uh, his daughter was sick or, or whatever. That's not professional to, to just ghost customers like that. Um, you, you've got to, you've got to be communicative, and that's something I'm afraid trades are just generally bad at. Lack of communications causes so many issues, which could easily have been avoided by a quick phone call or a polite email or even a polite text message. Um, just explaining the situation, people like to feel that they're being kept informed because that actually is a professional thing to do. How can you show your professionalism on the actual job if all around the job you've not acted in a professional way? That can actually cloud something. I know um, I've got a friend who had a um, uh, someone in a few years ago to do some, I think it was some plastering or something like that. I can't remember what it was now, but they basically said the plastering was great and it was the, 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 the attention to detail, but they're such a miserable so-and-so, I'd never have them in the house again. <laughs> so, and most trades would actually say, well, what they moaned about they got the job done, it was a good job. <laughs> Customers want more than that. They, they, they really do. So what are you actually giving them over and above what is they would expect as a standard service. You might think it's fantastic and professional. Yeah, great. Well done. But what else are you doing above and beyond that to basically create what is a unique selling point in a market, which is unfortunately got quite a lot of companies which do the, do the trade bit very professionally, but don't really concentrate on the other bits as much as, as much as they should. So have a think about that. It's one of the my it's one of my uh, bugbears with with many companies is that they they think that because they provide the actual service then uh, then that just mitigates everything else it, it doesn't really it, it, it's if you think about it in your own life you know it, it, it's it's a bit like uh, I don't know going on a, an airplane and you've got a, a it's a long journey um, you might get from A to B. In terms of the journey, but if the experience is bad, say you were, your luggage was um, couldn't find your luggage, or you know the 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 waiter service on board was dreadful, or the toilets weren't working, and all that business, that would mar your whole. The, the the mere fact you were able to get from A to B would, in the first instance at least, not be the first thing in your mind. It would be a case of that was really poor service, and I'm probably never going to go with them again. So just. Have a have a ponder on that. It's always great to hear your comments. It's uh, David at trade-entrepreneur.co.uk is my email address. Um, if you're on Facebook, uh, give us a like and a comment. 
If you're on Twitter, it's at TEP Show. And like I always say, if you're on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, give us a like and subscribe, and it'll tell you when the next show is available. I hope you enjoyed this week's show. I've had some good feedback saying that people quite enjoy it when they when I'm just rambling on for for 20 odd minutes or so and i actually had one uh, message a few few weeks ago saying you need to make them longer <laughs> i was like have you ever tried <laughs> talking to a microphone in a in a room by yourself for 20 minutes it's it's quite hard work but i am i am uh, i i am i am enjoying doing the podcast it's for, just as a as a little aside before um i wrap up um a few weeks ago, I was thinking, I was just having difficulty trying to find time to do the podcast. And I was just thinking to myself, I might knock on the head for a few weeks. And then I started getting all these messages <laughs> saying, I'm really enjoying your podcast. And, <laughs> and it's almost like it was, I mean, I didn't, I didn't put out any, uh, or maybe I did. I don't know. Maybe I put out some vibes that I was like kind of thinking of just tearing off uh, as uh, before Christmas. But no, uh, th- thanks for those those messages of support. You've certainly kept me going. So uh, yeah, I'm um, I'm gonna be here right up until Christmas and hopefully beyond as well. So thanks once again for joining me. Have a great week, and I will definitely see you next week. <laughs> <laughs>